In a deceptive and backwards world, we are starved for true identity, purpose, and most of all, hope. We want to be loved, encouraged, and known. We are desperate for a tribe to rejoice with, lament with, and to break bread with as his kingdom comes. This season on Basket Full of Bread, you will hear more stories of God's resurrecting power and biblical heart transformations that have altered future generations. We will armor up and I'll pray for you and all the saints. And together we will see God's promises unfold and petition to be overcomers. We will marinate in the book of Romans, belly laugh, chat about heaven-sent approaches for healing, see the miraculous in Juniper, rope Matt into some Matt chats, and God willing, there will be a beautiful birth story along the way. Hi, you guys. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. sound we make when we've been through it for the day you guys it's sunday welcome back to basket full of bread welcome back to matt chats okay so we are back together on a sunday and we are going to dig into the first chapter of this book that we promised to share with you guys it's called beauty Beauty in in the Battle. battle or beauty in battle i messed that up beauty in battle by Jason and Tori Benham. So we just started it. Um, you might be fresher on the the synopsis of the book, babe. Do you want to share kind of just a brief overview of what it's about? Yeah, it's about um, the fight against the overall enemy, which is Satan. And it basically gives a a layout how you can fight the fight with your spouse um, instead of fighting the earthly fight amongst one's one once against each other against each other yeah against yeah. each other basically yeah exactly so it's like we're so tempted to fight against each other and then if you can train your brain to realize we you are not the enemy yeah we are we're we, fighting but we're uh, allowing Satan to win. Exactly. So. Like there's not a winner really when we're both bickering, which listen, Matt and I have been married for nine years. Wow. And, you know, we've had a couple fights. Yeah. At least, yeah. At least since last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we have almost four children. He has a pregnant wife. These are tough times. <laughs> Man, pregnant wife. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a roller coaster sometimes, you guys. It's tough for me. I'm like, why do I have to be this way? But I love roller coasters, but I do get motion sickness from time <laughs> to time. Yep. You can use the barf bag in the front pocket. Yeah, fun fact the first time that Matt flew, Speaking of barf back, barf, barf bags, the first time Matt flew was for our honeymoon. I totally forgot about that. What was that like? 
yeah, it was, uh, it was an experience, to say the least. I was pretty much, um, glued to the window the whole time, because I was just amazed at that, uh... <laughs> peanut! <laughs> okay, we're sitting here, you guys, we're in our room today, we're sitting in our bed, and, uh, we've had the kids in here, because everyone's been sick, and blah blah blah. And Matt just, like, pulled a peanut out from between his toes. Yeah, I saw it, and I picked it up with my toe. It was in our bed. That's fun. Anyways, yeah, so we he, we flew. We went to Jamaica, and we had the best time. I got super sick and was, like, vomiting. Do you want to tell that story? Because that's a good story. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're on a honeymoon, and we're enjoying our time. We've been together almost two years, well, a little over two years at that point. What? Oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd never seen her throw up, not once. And um, it was like midway through the honeymoon, and I guess she ate some bad fruit or something, but basically she got food poisoning. I ate mango that they had <clears throat> sliced and like washed up, and I guess I'm like, why are y'all serving this? But apparently that's a big no-no. Yeah, because a lot of the fruit, you know, they're just using their their tap, tap water. water or whatever. But so Giardia. Funny, funny, funny story, you know, we're we're out at this nice dinner because a lot of the places you have to make reservations, and we're at this Italian place, and you know, she had already barfed um, <laughs> while we got to the resort. And Literally, every <clears throat> moment in the we had to ride a van all the way over there, and I'm like dying. Yeah, so she's dying and barfing and then she comes out and we're like ready to go sit down and she has no intention on eating and I'm like well it's YOLO and it's all, all inclusive. inclusive so I want the lasagna and you get the fettuccine off it or whatever it is so I, I basically eat both meals and I'm like trying not to die <laughs> watching him eat this he like wanted me to order it so it didn't look sketchy I'm like if I say the words lasagna I will die so we're you know somewhat enjoying our time and overlooking the beach the beautiful beach and we're kind of like perched up on like a second or third story balcony at this Italian restaurant and we see some people down there at the beach getting their wedding photos and you know it was a it was a nice time um, but when it was time to leave we head down the stairs and there's also another restaurant that's like right on the beachfront overlooking the beautiful water and the sunset's about to, to happen. And um, Bethany's just like, oh, it's coming. And I'm like, it's coming now? And she's like, yeah. <clears throat> and we see this huge trash um, garbage can and she just runs over and like sticks her head right in it and just starts barfing. Like just going all out. And she's embarrassed, and she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, is anybody it's watching? It's literally the nicest restaurant, like, out of all the places you can choose. Yeah. It was, like, our fancy night. Like, you have to dress up super nice. There's people looking beautiful everywhere. It's just, like, classy. And here I am with my face in, like, a trash. Like, not quietly throwing up, okay? Like, loud. She was probably driving at that time. <sighs> Yeah. as well because she had already barked out so much before um, but she's like is anybody watching and I'm like no and I 
I, you well, know, I was like, I couldn't even area. say that, and you're like, I was like, oh god, you're like, nobody's watching. Don't I was like, worry. nobody's watching, and I scour the area, and like everybody that's eating dinner at that other restaurant is just looking over, like disgusted, with their mouths open. They're like, oh, trying not to throw up hearing me. Yeah. So, so not sure how we got on the to the barfing. <laughs> but, but we spent like how many days like sick in the hotel yeah it was an eight day trip and yeah, i'd say at least like three half. or four of the days yeah. were just netflix the majority of the day I'm because sick. and i would just go down get her food bring it back up i mean bottled water poor thing you know but yeah yeah tough times tough times So, so we battled through that together. Yeah, we yeah. we like weren't fighting at all at that point. I think we were like tired, <laughs> and um, you know, really what what I have observed. I mean, marriage is a refining process in general. And babe, I'd like to know your thoughts on this. But I would say <clears throat> what really presses a marriage and like draws out whatever you've got lurking is the children. Mm. Add a measure of, um, you know, a bunch of other tiny humans that have a bunch of needs. It gets sometimes crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's hard enough trying to, like, meet the needs of your spouse. And then you have three screaming children that <laughs> are asking any and everything under are the sun. Are never satisfied. But differently at the same time. Right. So, yeah. So it just like <clears throat> heightens the the ambiance, um, and you know it makes very small trivial things become like a annoying big deal, which is so dumb. But I think that's how the enemy kind of works, at least in our home, is like through the small like nitpicky things that don't even matter. But you're like on edge because. You're being like, you have these tyrants who are like, do this, <laughs> don't do that, hold me, stop touching me, give me that, I want this, I don't want that. You know, you're mentally, I call it like psychological warfare sometimes. Um, but also the best, you guys, have children, be fruitful and multiply. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a lot. And so little things with your, like you turn on your spouse because they're, they're the only ones you feel like you could turn on. Which we both really want to start figuring out how to not do that um, as much and to really partner with each other and be like the adults in the room. Yeah. So Agreed. that's kind of what this book is about. And um, they kind of start off, these people are into the old CrossFit. Yeah, they're CrossFitters. Yeah, and so there's a really long CrossFit analogy in the beginning, which if you're into CrossFit, you're going to love that. Um, and so they're just talking about how they partnered so well in CrossFit together. They, like, figured mm. that out. And then when they got home, they, like, were, like, completely derailed, like, mm. that same day. Yeah, they were referencing the WOD, which means the workout of the day, and how, you know, they were battling together in this – team workout competition wad and you know lo and behold they leave one wad and go to the next wad which is being parents with four kids yeah they have four little children as well so um 
<clears throat> so it's kind of like a good parallel because, you know, what is a workout of the day? And sometimes just like doing basic things in your home can feel like a workout of the day. You got to, you know, you got to do all the things. Um, so the first chapter was kind of all about that. And so there's some takeaway questions. Um, the takeaway, the key takeaway for chapter one was fighting together draws you together when you realize that you're in a battle. You know what you are fighting for and you know who you're fighting against. That was um, <clears throat> that was actually a really key right there is when you realize you're in a battle. Like that's the first, I think, shift in your mind and renewing your mind in this process is being like, oh, yeah, we're in a battle. You know, we are constantly in a spiritual battle. Uh, there's spiritual things happening all around us. And if we as husband and wife can realize the enemy hates us and is always looking for opportunities to steal, kill, and destroy, then we can, you know, keep at the forefront, this is a battle and not let our guards down. And so that to me is like, okay, I want to be mindful of that. It's like, okay, wait, we are in a battle. This isn't just like, you know, we're not in paradise right now. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, doing the work Yeah, and I think sure. that's why so many marriages fail now and the divorce rate is so high because people aren't realizing not only are A, they're not fighting for their marriage, but they're not fighting the right fight. Mm. And so it's just a, a success for, you know, doom. And um, Satan loves that. He loves that every single time. Yeah, not fighting the right fight is so, so true because there's a bajillion things you can fight, but out of all of them, your spouse is not the one you want to fight. No. That's your partner. That's your person that's like should always have your back and like you're in it together. Like that's your other piece, you know? Um, so these are good things. Like we're telling ourselves this, you guys, also. So the first question says, <clears throat> Tell me about a time when you were aware that I was your partner in an external battle of some sort. When I hear that question, I think about, um, like, obviously our most recent external battle. Like, with everything we walked through with Juniper, I, like, that was the hardest mm -hmm. battle of my entire life mm -hmm. and I had never felt <clears throat> so like um, partnered up with you. Like I just felt like we're in this together. Mm -hmm. Like I never once felt like if I'm on my own, like dealing with this, like I felt like I had a partner for a lot of reasons. Like one, because you have like dealt with scary health stuff, you know, before you've dealt with, like injuries and therapies and things like that, like stuff that I've never really dealt with. So I felt like you had this like strength. And that's one of the things I talk about in the book is like playing to each other's strengths. Like, you know, if I'm, they use the pull up analogy. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. um, can you explain that to them? Like she was like doing the pull ups and he's like, Hey, 
Um, he basically wanted her to stop because, like, he he knew, like, she was at her max. Yeah, and there was, like, some other stuff that, like, needed to still happen in the wad. And so he knew that her strength wasn't going to be to, like, just do all those. And she's like, no, I'm going to do these. I can do these. And it's like, well, that's not your strength. Like, you know, great, you did however many. But um, <clears throat> so, you know, when we were walking through that with Juniper, like, there were so many things that Matt, you know, had strengths there to bring to the table. And I just felt like, you know, I have somebody with me who is going to be such a good resource for this. I find it interesting that on many occasions where I'm down or discouraged about the whole situation or anything, she is like overly optimistic and and encouraging and reassuring or vice versa. So it always seems, you know, when one of us is from one extreme, the other one is like right where we need them to be to pull us back. And, you know, I think, you know, that's part, you know, grace of God, like giving us that ability to recognize the needs of our spouse, um, whether it's, you know, just innately knowing that or just seeing like, Oh, they're here. I need to be this. I need to be this for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can go back to, you know, a battle analogy, you know, seeing someone without a shield is, is, an easy target. And if you're like got that full armor of God and you know that you can be part of that shield that they need, Mm. you know, I think that's just the shield of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, because you're, we're married, like I can, or he can like insert his faith in an area where I'm like doubting and it covers Mm. me. Which is amazing, you guys. Like the covering you can experience. Um, and, and we experienced that, of course, with Juniper's situation. And still, because we're still walking through this. But even before I that, like when you said the like, you know, I'm up, you're down, blah, blah. Like that's like we would always just be able to like, okay, I'm going to step up here because that's what is needed. Yeah. In this union. And I don't even, th- in the moment. I don't even think about it like, oh, she's this. I need to be this. It's It just automatically happens. I don't really acknowledge it until it's like once it's all reconciled and everything's, you know, back to normal somewhere. I'm like, oh, like yet again, you know, she was there for me when I needed that or I was there for her when she mm-hmm. needed that. And, um, you know, I think that's both of us acknowledging that we are fighting the right fight and the Lord is sustaining us in those times of need because without, without that, you know, we would be in trouble like many people are. I can think of another time recently too, on my end, um, when we were sitting on the porch, remember, and I'm like newly pregnant with this baby. I'm like really mentally experiencing some like intense stuff. This is kind of around the trust fall series. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what I was walking through during that time. And I remember just sitting with Matt and I was just like, I am like, not okay. Like I just feel shattered. 
I literally feel shattered. And I remember just like articulating how I was feeling about everything and truly how I felt about mm. um, my relationship with God. Like I, I was explaining to him, like I felt like um, the love of my life had dropped me, like broken mm. my heart. And I remember saying those words, like I was like, what, like blown away about that's how I was really feeling. And then Matt, like, you were amazing in that moment. Like the way you, of course, comforted me, but then like spoke truth to me and also empathized, you know, was like, it, mm. that was unbelievable. You know, I felt, I honestly had never felt so comforted in our marriage and like, thank God. I have you and like you can say the truth to me and like be lo- you are so loving and gentle like you weren't like suck it up buttercup you know we've been there too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could have handled that but um it was that was a moment where I knew like this is my partner and like I'm we're gonna get through this because God has given him to me and mm. like he's her dad and you know like he knows I think for me in the beginning when it all happened with Juniper, it's not that I was, I think for me it was, I just couldn't believe it. I was just in disbelief. Like, is this reality? It was was almost like every day I was waking up to the same nightmare. And, you know, once you fully grasp the situation and acknowledge like, all right, this, this is part of our story, but the writing isn't on the wall. You know, we may think like this season is going to play out the way that, you know, we just assume it is and there's no hope or anything like that. We did not fall victim to that false truth that those, you know, those thoughts that Satan was clearly trying to instill in our, in our minds. And, and I think for me, a lot of it went back to, my um recovery when i had some some pretty serious surgery and therapy and and it took me down some dark dark days and so i had that battle that those war scars um in my back pocket which i think kind of helped me um stay level headed in those moments and not just be overly optimistic, like, oh, it's all going to work out. But just be aware that, yeah, the situation is this, but God is going to provide us with all the resources needed to get us, you know, over that hill. Mm. Which he totally did and has and continues to do. So, so what is a time, can you think of a time where you were aware that I was your partner in an external battle of some sort? Can you think just back in the last, like, however many years we've known each other, 9, 10, 11 years? Um, that you were a partner? That I was your partner, yeah. That I was, like, in it with you. Um, when I went back to school. Yeah. So going, so, you know, short story. Whenever I went through my um, physical injury and surgery, this was like 
during the first year of, of college for me. And so I was already at a, at a disadvantage, um, physically, mentally, um, emotionally, spiritually, like all of it. And so I inevitably didn't go back to school after that first year. You know, you could say I took a, a gap half decade, which is essentially what it was. So the thought of going back to school was a daunting task for me and a scary one because I, I just didn't want to be um, a failure again because I, I felt like a failure. So I, I think whenever I took that leap of faith, a lot of it was due to the encouragement and support and the love that Bethany gave. And I knew in that moment, I was like, yeah, she is my partner. Like, yes, we're married. We love one another, but like she, she is with me through thick and thin and I can do this because I have her, um, by my side. I mean, there's, there's, there's countless moments where I knew the Lord blessed me with her and it's just amazing. I don't know. There's so much I could say about it, but that's one example. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a big one. That was a big, that was a lot of time too. Amazing. Okay. The next one says, <clears throat> the next one says, all right, this is too easy. What about a time when I turned against you? Wait, are all these questions directed towards me? No, well, we like I answered the first oh. part. Oh, yeah. So okay. I answered the first part of the other one, and okay. then you answered it. Oh. So now you can answer the first part of this if you want. Um, time that I turned against you. I mean, I don't know. We need to talk about that on here because that's like, you know, that's some private stuff. Um, turned against me. <clears throat> I don't know. Not in any real way. I don't feel like I, from like my perspective, I don't feel like Matt has ever turned against me. Like, I don't like. I don't think I'm ever in a position where I would even think that. Like, I don't know how most guys are with their spouses, but I'm not one to just think ill thoughts of her or even gossip about like, oh, my wife, this, my wife. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't register in my brain. So I don't know. I, I'm sure there's times where we have disagreed and, oh, yeah. you know, I could think it's something as, you know, small as, <laughs> I don't need, I don't even I don't know. know. Like, I mean, Oh, we, we wanted to put that decor there and you, I came home and it was gone. You're so against me. You know, I, yeah. I, I have no idea. Like little dumb things, but nothing that we, you know, would be like, like we are against each other. I, I just, I don't think that's even... You know, we've been hurt by each other and we've been, yeah. you know, we've had to like make our amends in that way. And we've like done dumb stuff. But like, I've never thought of Matt as like, he's against me. He's my enemy. Like, yeah. I have never thought of that like that. If anything, I'm like, Matt is the most like unconditional lover you could ever imagine, which is, you know, I like learn from that because that is it's a rare thing and it's really amazing. Okay. Number three, this is the last <clears throat> question. It says the next time we're faced with a, ch with the choice to fight against each other. I feel like we're doing marriage counseling right now. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Mm -hmm. Um, faced with a choice to fight against each other or fight alongside each other. 
in a stressful situation, how can I best remind you that we are in this together? This is a good question. I feel like Matt and I are, um, we love to make like code words mm. for stuff. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of those, which we haven't been using very much like we usually do. Because if the yeah. kid's around, you have to Yeah, if there's be... situations where we know it's going to create a divide or an yeah. argument and we just want to nip it in the bud or at least... Table it and for get back to time it later. Being, we'll just say that random word. But there's our times where, you know, they say the word and like, I didn't hear no, that No, we're not going like... Spell the word. You can't do it, you know? Yeah, and we so, literally can't. Yeah. 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 So that's a, that's a good thing to think about because it helps you kind of be more logical about the situation rather than so emotional. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it could be something where we think of another word where it's like, it may, for, for whatever reason, I just thought of how we would have disagreements or arguments over the the dumbest things and we would look at one one another and just we're both on the brink of, of like smirk you know or yeah. like a smile who's gonna but, break but first. who's gonna break first yeah and we'll just start smiling and burst out laughing like what the heck are we doing like you know yeah let's let's both tap out you know, go brush your teeth and watch Netflix, you know, or just hang out. It's just all a product, you guys. Like, I think for us, it's little dumb nitpicky bickering stuff. And we've gotten so much better about not really fighting, you know, in front of the kids. Like, we really don't want to, like, have any, like, throwdowns, you know, because then you have to apologize in front of the kids and you have to, like, show them, no, mommy and dad still love each other. Like, everything's okay. We're definitely an emotional family. Some of our kids get, like, scarred for life if, you know, it gets too heated up in here. So we do better. Yeah, we are emotional. Um, We we are moved by the arts. And so um, I feel like we, like, squabble, but that's, like, annoying, you know, and that's something I would love to stop doing in front of them. And it's all a product of, like, being so worn down yeah. like we're so weary yeah when we're, oh my we're gosh. when we're tired or hangry or you know malnourished or just feel <laughs> malnourished like we have a, a a little body on us all day all long, day which, which we I can't love speak, you know which we love yeah like literally but it's like i just sometimes feel like like i am a human being i i like have I have my limits, you know, and Matt, you know, is home on the weekends and he's like, get me out of here. These people are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so maybe we think of a code word or something Yeah. for when I'll, I hear a baby. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we'll think of, um, what do you think? Like a word or something to remind each other, like to stop. I think it's got to be just a, a silly word that just the thought of saying it makes you laugh. Mm. So it's like you say it and you're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll reconvene. Wait, what did you just say? What What's like the funniest word? Can you look up something? The funniest word in the world. Google it. I don't know if it would be a, a word or, or if we can just say like a, a saying, a phrase. It's just silly. I, I just thought of one from Nacho Libre. He, he says, get that corner on my face. All 
right, that concludes chapter one. We will be reading chapter two this week, you guys. And this is fun. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So chapter two is called A New Pair of Glasses. If you guys want to get the book, it's called Beauty in Battle, Winning in Marriage by Waging a War by Jason and Tori Benham. We got on Amazon. Do you remember how much it was? No. Probably like 12 bucks or something. Maybe. Yeah, I'll put it down in the thing. So if you're interested, you can go get it. Um, read along with us. But thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.